Du lyssnar på en podcast från Expressen. Ansvarig utgivare är Thomas Mattsson. Okej, dags för ännu en podcast med mig Magnus Nyström. Och idag tänkte jag faktiskt att ni skulle få träffa två av mina kollegor. Men inte några svenska kollegor, även om det är trevligt att ha med landsmän också, såklart. Men det kan också vara kul att få ett annat perspektiv på svensk hockey och svenska spelare och lite så. Eh, nämligen att eh, då vända blicken eh, till kollegor från andra länder. Så att ni ska få träffa Vesa Rantanen som jobbar på den finska tidningen Ilta Zanomat. Han är kolumnist, eh, kronikör som jag och gör en del tv som jag. Eh, en eh, oerhört eh, erfaren eh, kollega som bland annat har bott här över i Nordamerika i sex år i Toronto och Vancouver och bevakat rader av eh, NHL-drabbningar, Stanley Cup-finaler, VM, OS och allt man kan tänka sig. Han pratar väldigt initierat och intressant om svensk hockey där han hyllar Svenska Hockeyförbundet och Tommy Bostedt och Per Mårts som ju låg bakom den satsningen som gjordes på juniorhockey och det sättet man valde att spela som Mårts predikade hårt från sin tid i juniorlandslaget genom alla åren i tre kronor. Det borde Finland ha gjort, tycker Vesa Rantanen. Och sen plockar han fram sin svenska favorit genom alla tider. Han hyllar fotboll lite så mycket också, men han har en annan som han ankar som absolut nummer ett genom alla tider och väger in lite olika aspekter i det. Men en, en fin hyllning till en stor svensk superstar. Vesa Rantanen alltså. Och sen är det kollegan och vännen Chris Johnston på Sportsnet i Kanada som pratar om sitt jobb i vardagen. Så han har, då han har att göra en hel del med svensk spelare såklart och ger er en liten blick hur man ser på en del av de svenska stjärnorna i NHL ur ett kanadensiskt perspektiv så ja tänkte att det var läge att bjuda på en liten annorlunda podd denna gång utan spelare men väldigt mycket omspelare och från en annan horisont så att först ut Vesarantanen följt av kanadensaren Chris Johnston varsågoda Okay, Vesa, we in Sweden have, of course, a very um, distinctive idea of uh, our team and our players. And curious about the opinion of somebody who covered the sport for a long, long time and have uh, seen Sweden from a different angle, so to speak. What are your takes As an opponent. On... <laughs> exactly, as an opponent. Uh, what's your take on the Swedish hockey? Uh, I, I mean, this is sort of an, an old story already, but but now looking at the team Finland and the lack of individual skill or superstars, so to say, uh, uh, again puts me in uh, in in awe, and, and and there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, I, I can't say that I was jealous, but I envy and I admire what Sweden did. Was it? more than 10 years ago when they had this big meeting sit down and they decided that we need to have different players and we need to start playing differently and now we can see the results we have seen those results for the, at least five years now because of the first round draft picks the amount of them is ridiculous but another thing about Swedish hockey too which I, I, I envy is because I covered the Finnish league and I watch SSHL every once in a while and especially during the uh, well, championship hockey whatever that it's called yeah, that tournament I see Swedish yeah. teams here and there good Swedish teams and the way they play they save the sport in Europe by playing like that by producing players like that and playing like that okay this national team doesn't really play that style that 
Sweden started playing under same coach back in the uh, when he was coaching under 20s right mm-hmm. uh, and they I, I don't know do you have a name for that style but it's very high tempo aggressive mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. sometimes a little bit stupid too mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of legs and energy but if you have you have probably 10 teams at least like that playing in very good league SHL and it it helps you to produce players who can actually play the game our game in Finland which is ridiculous we used to laugh you, you Sweden about the stupid boring over tactical style of play where you passed the puck behind the net and didn't really play at all and we all of a sudden turned into that and that's probably the biggest problem we have right now in Finnish league and and almost with the national national team and you can see the results I mean we are almost same size of, of hockey nations and you can see that what, what Sweden has been able to achieve during the last 10 years and what Finland hasn't and that to me is just a just answer to that is simple Sweden made right choices we did it now we are turning it around in Finland and we are actually copying everything from Sweden and Sweden in many okay Canada is Canada it's the biggest etc etc but compared to the country's size and the amount of players I think Sweden is best hockey country during the last 10 years let's say Sounds great, but I have to admit though that I'm a little jealous that Patrick Lyon is from Finland and not mm. from Sweden. I would love to have him on my team, so to speak. I'm, 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 I'm sure, and everybody would. But those Patrick Lyon, Sebastian Aho, and and Jesse Puljujärvi, those are the three top players born in 1998, and they're the first generation, first generation in almost 20 years that Finland was able to produce top caliber high-end, world-class players. Patrick Lainen will score 500 goals in NHL. He gets a little bit... He, he has to get his skating, obviously, a little bit better and, and get stronger and overall 5-on-5 game. He has to be smarter there, but he, he they all come together. He, he's going to be next team Selanne, for sure. No question about it. And, no, and, totally and 20, years, 20 years we have been waiting for something like that to happen. Sebastian Aho a little bit different because he's more of an overall player, but mm-hmm. he's his game sense as, as in, in this last last tournament game when I've been watching it he's probably the best player of Team Finland mm. and he's 19 he's a kid yeah. he's never played against in, in a small rink and against NHL player never in his life and he can actually maneuver his way there which is unbelievable so now the biggest thing for Finland is to keep following the path that Sweden took 15 years ago and 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 He's focus focus yeah. on producing good players because that's the core of everything and Sweden understood that way earlier than we did Sweden had its its time 70s maybe 80s early 90s when you were only talking about tactics and playbooks yeah. and and wanted to play smart yada 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 and you saw that you were almost you were starting you started losing lots of tournaments and you didn't produce players mm. smart move by Sweden mm. Sweden is Sweden is Europe's number one hockey country right now mm. is there any particular player over the years or maybe right now that you feel like oh like I said I'm jealous about you having Patrick Laine if we turn it around then is there any Swedish player you wish oh I wish we had him on our national always Matt Sundin always always underrated player even though that game in Helsinki even or maybe maybe just because of that yeah. I mean Matsandin always to me was I was living in Toronto when he was playing here as a captain and they made it to the uh, conference finals and they, they had a very good team and during those two seasons I mean 
okay, Finns dislikes Swedish 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 players. I mean, it's not that the, the youngest generation don't even know about our rivalry. <laughs> we old geezers. We yeah, still that, talk about it. <laughs> talk <laughs> about it. But, right uh, about that, yeah. but uh, to, to me, I I, I I felt bad because Sandy never probably got the recognition or or. or or appreciation in Finland that he deserved because he was one hell of a player. If I look at the younger guys, okay, Sedins, obviously I covered them two seasons in, in Vancouver. I was actually in Vancouver when, when they were drafted, but uh, and wonderful top-class guys. But uh, uh, Niklas Lister also was one of those players that I envied. I, I mean, obviously such a good player, but from this this team, I think... And even over Forsberg, you pick that something? Oh... Well, Forsberg, yes, but his career was slowed sure, down, yeah. slowed down because of injuries and everything. Sure. When 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 Forsberg was at he at the top of his game, mm. he was best player in the world. Yeah. I mean, by far. I remember one game back in the day. I was I actually got a got an interview from him. I was able to you know get an interview from him. I was I was covering a game in in, in Colorado. He played for Colorado at that time, I think. Yes, and they played against Arava. And I, it could not have been a playoff game, but it was springtime, so playoff were nearing. Yeah. And he went head to head with Ceno Chara. Ceno yeah, Chara yeah. at that time was Norris Trophy candidate, yeah. two meters tall, 150 kilos of pure muscle. And yeah. and, and Peter went head to head with him all, throughout the whole night. And there was this one moment when Peter was, you know, making plays in the uh, neutral zone, and Chara saw his chance to really run over Peter. Peter saw Chara coming, lifted his head, and gave him a hit when when he when Chara was getting hard hard towards Peter and just ran over with the puck. He ran over Geno Chara and went on to score a goal. And I was in the press box that that guy, he's he's an animal. That's not even a hockey player. He's an animal. And that's when he was on top of his game. Yeah. But uh, I like I like the uh, the younger guys on this team. I'm not I'm, I'm not quite sure how young they are, but there's something really funny and odd about uh, Hornqvist because he's not your typical Swedish player. There's a little bit of an edge on him, and 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 that, that the way he scores goals nearby the net. I mean, there's a little bit something that Thomas Holmstrom had exactly. in him, but. This guy has a right hand shot, but this—I I never spoken to a guy. I don't know. I know nothing about him, but he seems to me like a guy that it's easy to like as a player. And also, Landeskog. There's there's a little bit of a Peter Forsberg in him. I I have to say, and and little old school hockey. Little old school, and you know he goes head to head with Mikko Koivu every time, and you know <laughs> just dislikes Finns, and it's great to see that there's somebody who keeps up the rivalry the right the way. Yeah. yeah, the right way. Uh, uh, the, 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 the Sweden is so known about classy. Classy players like Niklas Lisson, polite, well-behaving, skilled players. So it's always good to see a little bit different, a little bit of an edge here and there because it adds up to to the, the national team. I mean, you might take a stupid penalty here and there, but no big deal because you bring so much onto the other side. Yeah. Okay, Bas, I really appreciate you for this. Anytime. Anytime. Okay, Chris, another long day in the trenches for us. We should definitely not complain, but um, hockey players think they work really hard, and of course they do, but I don't think they envy our working hours. What do you think? 
No chance they do. No chance they do. I mean, they, they've they put in maybe more work than we did when they were younger to, to get here, but uh, I think their days are somewhat easier than ours other than, I guess, the game part. Probably feel a little <laughs> sore after those games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you covered international hockey for many, many years, been to a whole bunch of world championships. Now you cover the NHL and international tournaments. You have seen a lot of Swedish players over the years. What's your, if we start, your impression of Swedish hockey? Uh, occasionally too safe for my liking, but, uh, you know, so many impressive players, so many gentlemen is, is really what stands out to me. I, I haven't seen too many Swedes over the years cross the line on the ice and, and, you know, dealing with them off the ice in a personal way is something that, that, you know, comes to my mind, but, uh, you know, very, very safe. In, in almost all, all cases and you know it's why I'm fascinated frankly by Eric Carlson because to me he's like the anti-Swede in terms of all my any stereotypes I have in mind the way he plays uh, the way he acts even the way he looks I mean he's you know I don't say that at all as a criticism it's just that he he appears that he fell out of the sky rather than uh, was born in Sweden so uh, th- there's a lot of uh, you know qualities between them and I, I, I see shared but uh You know what a what a great hockey country been a rival of Canada's for a long time. Yeah, out of the Carlson and a few other guys, the Swedes might not be the first players that you go to for the best quotes, right? Well, sometimes I mean because they're always nice, I guess, but they're not rocking the boat in English very much. I, I've actually I read a lot of articles from Sweden through Google Translate, so it's it's limited. I feel like they push the envelope a lot more in Swedish uh, than we ever get out of them in English. But uh, you know, I, because I like so many of them, I, I I go there. But you're right, we, we don't get the headlines out of the Swedes very often. <laughs> That's true. That's why I was so impressed by Henrik Sedin when he got a question here after that last game, uh, whether he was the one of the twins that had the opportunity totally alone with the goal and he's like no no that was Daniel if it would have been me I would have scored the Sedins actually have a sense of humor which is something I've only kind of just realized in recent years but I found them both to be quite funny at times and you know even uh, Henrik we were speaking after that Team North America game and I'd asked him about the start and you know can you you know does, does it did it remind him of any start he's, he's seen in a game before and he said well I was down for nothing once in San Jose after two minutes with the Canucks and, and the, it kind of reminded me of that and he, just the way he said it was was quite funny I mean uh, you know I think as they've gotten older maybe we see more of their personality they're more comfortable um, lived in North America obviously almost half their lives now but uh Yeah, I think they've also opened up a little with age. Like, okay, they're getting older, getting to the end of the career. Like, what the heck? Of course we can, you know, just talk a bit. There's nothing to hide. You know, I've exactly. seen that with Sidney Crosby, who's a guy I know well. Uh, I've covered his whole time in the NHL. I mean, he's far more open uh, to discuss things, to talk about life. I mean, I think he's got a lot more experience. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget when someone arrives in the NHL at 18 or 19 or 20, whatever it is, you're pretty young and you, you don't always have the confidence. You haven't seen the world yet. But, you know, it's nice when when you get to the other side and the years are winding down and you can just be more open and show the, the, the true side of yourself. We have a great chance of a final between Canada and Sweden, right? I've noticed that. Yeah, I've uh, I've taken note of that. Uh, I don't see. Well, I shouldn't say it, it, it's possible. Russia beats Canada. I mean, anything's possible. But I it mean, won't it, happen. I, I don't see it. I really don't. But you just never want to take anything for granted in, in these kind of competitions. And um, the, the Canadian team. I'm almost nervous because. I've never felt so confident about a Canadian team. Just, It's not just here. I mean, it's obviously an extension of what happened in Sochi, but 
they're, they've found a way to play that it doesn't seem anyone has, has quite come up with the right way to d- disrupt them. I mean, they just sort of play the game the way they want. It's admittedly not all that interesting at times. They're so detailed. They, they don't give up breakaways or two-on-ones in this, in this style of play. Um, and But I know that's going to end one day, and I just don't know how it's going to end. But when you're watching it, you just I just marvel. I mean, 13 straight wins in best on best all the way back to the preliminary round in Vancouver Olympics is you know that's a pretty crazy run when you think of the teams they've gone through and you know the players that are that they're playing against. But you still see Sweden as the biggest threat against them in the long run in this tournament. I do. I, I still worry about the Swedish blue line. If you're looking at it from a Canadian perspective, you know I think that they'll do a better job of clearing their zone and and getting back possession of the puck, which is you know really it's sort of a simple idea. Much more difficult to execute, but the, all Canada's trying to do system-wise is control the puck and not turn it over. And they, they sort of feel that if they're doing that, just by sort of process of elimination, they're going to score some goals with the players they have if they control in the offensive zone, and, and you're not going to score against them, with, especially with Carey Price in that. But I do think that Sweden will have an ability to, to you know make them less comfortable in the game than, than anyone else has so far. You know, ironically, that, that Team North America might have done the same for different reasons but just because they make you take a step back because they're so fast they're so dangerous and they might have actually had Canada feeling uncomfortable but uh, you know they're out unfortunately that didn't happen yeah about goalies Sweden have a pretty okay goalie too Yeah, the king, uh, he looks pretty good. He didn't look very sick to me in the second game especially. And, you know, even against Team North America, I mean, he faced numerous breakaways. And uh, I know it looks, you know, four always looks bad in the goals against column. But, you know, he faced a lot of shots and a lot of difficult opportunities. And, you know, maybe starting now to see him come up again because, you know, the the end of last season didn't end the way he wanted. And, and you know, I know it's only pre-tournament games, but he didn't look great in the pre-tournament games. And then he misses the first game here, but... Uh, you know, he still has that aura about him. Um, And he's uh, on a better team now than the Rangers. Definitely. I mean... <laughs> no question about it. Uh, the best Swedish player of all time, who would you put first? Vesarantan surprised us a little bit. He was talking about Lidstrom, he was talking about Forsberg, but he put Mats Sundin there on top. Who's your choice? I'm a Lidstrom guy. I mean, there's there's a cult around Nicholas Lidstrom in North America. I mean, there's a long, long list of very respected voices that will tell you that he was basically the perfect hockey player. And obviously, nobody's perfect. But but you know, that's a he ter- came damn close. It's a terrible thing to have to carry around that this expectation that you're perfect. But you know that that he just did everything the right way. He played you know such an understated way for so long on so many great teams, and that he was one of the driving forces behind it. I mean, of the players I've seen, and you know I was too young in the '80s, so I didn't really see the the first wave of Swedes that started coming over to North America. But you know, to me, he's the class of those guys. I mean, uh, Matt Sundin was was great, and and probably was underappreciated in some ways in Toronto. I grew up near here, and I've lived here at the end of his time in the NHL, and he had to deal with a lot of crap, frankly. Um, Early in his in at points of, that he was a leaf, but a couple I mean, of crappy teams too, unfortunately. Crappy teams, and even a crappy way he left the team. You know, he didn't want to go sign in Vancouver. His heart wasn't in it, and you know, he's even said afterwards in English even that he regrets that. But um, at least now, I think they've made good with him. His mm-hmm. his numbers in the rafters. They have a nice statue of him out front of the building here, and and. Uh, you know, so I, I've got a lot of respect for Mats for Daniel Alfredson, uh, but to me, the finest suite I've seen is Nicholas Lidstrom. That's the perfect ending of this podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. Taksimuche.
Du har lyssnat på en podcast från Expressen. Ansvarig utgivare är Thomas Mattsson.